I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Ducky? Oh, how am I going to listen to podcasts without ears? Don't worry, this is a special one. This is a good one. You don't even need ears. This is a Braille version. Yeah, we, vi- <laughs> we vibrate, podcast. right, Mike? Yeah. What did you say, Travis, about me? We, v- we vibrate, right, Yeah, we're Mike? vibrating everywhere. Big vibrators here. Just take this podcast and dump it into a C4 energy drink. There you go. And find yourself entertained. <laughs> yeah. In jail. In jail. Dude, I, I'm close to a C4 energy drink right now. I'm drinking a ad- adrenaline shock. What the fuck is that? Sounds dangerous. I'm about to throw myself off a cliff, dog. Let's start the show. Cool. Welcome to Rose Mortem, the only show worth quoting on your thesis papers. My name's Tom. I'm adrenaline shocked, Travis. Extreme. I'm Mike. And I'm Connor. Wow. We all made Ma- it this week. Yeah, we made it. We're all here. Uh, Even Mike. Bollier. You ready for the X Games, bro? I am. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Let's go. Of extreme mode. Are you going? Is that a thing? X Games? When is it happening? I think it happens in the summers. <laughs> yeah. No, it's happening tomorrow, dude. Well, it could be you, X Games didn't whenever. You, didn't you hear? It's didn't November. You you're officially Anthony Hawk's chi- stepchild. Oh, fuck. I'm rich. Tony Hawk adopted you? I'm rich, guys. Yeah. See you later. No, you're not this in the will. This is my last episode well, no, on I Roast Mortem. I think it's a wait list. You have to do a 900, <laughs> and then you're adopted by Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're not Australian, he'll take you on. I almost weigh 200 pounds. I mean, 900 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I have 200 pounds. One of those things is more true than yeah. the other. Yeah. Guys, Fuck. what's happening? What, what, what are we doing? It's uh, a show. It's the history show, but it always starts with the history of our weeks. Mike, you said you had a hilarious week. I mean, not really. I just learned a new tactic this week. If you ever find yourself in prison... Uh, this is, should you want to hear this? Should I should I skip my week, Mike? Wait, is, Mike, is, I don't this, know how this was your week though. <laughs> yeah, you. This is the highlight of my week. Was you, talking about. You specifically about. told Connor and myself that you had an awesome week, <laughs> and you can't wait to talk about it. Oh well, yeah, this is pretty interesting stuff. Wait, Mike, you went to prison? No, I, I learned a tip for prison. If I ever go to prison. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, why don't you tell us how you're? Yeah. Well, if you're, I mean, everyone's afraid of getting raped in prison. That's like the drop the soap thing, right? So you put a, a knife in your ass and you don't get raped. <laughs> knife in your ass, so you yeah. Don't get so raped. when you're going to get raped, they, I mean, <laughs> I'm just picturing Mike walking around prison with like the handle of like a six inch knife just sticking out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so they know it's like a little tail, a little butt plug. I um. <laughs> You learn something new every day, or every I, week. I, I did, say. did I? Did I just work? Yeah, today I did learn new things this week. I don't know if that's one of them. I'm sure a lot of people just turned out the podcast after hearing me yeah. just talk about. I'm sorry, but you should cut that out, Zwick. No, but Mike, you had such a good week. Yeah, it is good. You it's, did it's tell a good us. Week. It's a good week. You told us specifically that you had a good week. Is that not good? I just don't understand how <laughs> that's good and weak. That's knowledge you've acquired. Travis, how's your week? <sighs> My week's been all right, dog. I've just been getting more and more smells in the mail. I'm a fragrance boy. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's fucking, that's saving money right there. Dude, I got this sample one uh, that smells 
disgusting. Oh, um, right, that's not cool then. It's called a whiff of waffle cone. If you ever want to just smell like waffle cone, but, but not a <laughs> not a strong smell of waffle cone. No, just a whiff of it. No, like your neighbor's making waffles. Like when your hands are sticky yeah. after eating an ice cream cone, you're at the very end of the waffle cone, you're like, oh, damn, I'm a pile of shit. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm just getting smells, dude. I mean, like, I got this city on fire, which is, this is actually made in Portland, and it describes oh. Portland exactly. <laughs> which is so they just, fire. Do they yeah. just hold a bottle out in the air when it's raining? And they're like, this yeah, is the you get, go. like, I think the bass note is, like, human feces, and um, the heart notes definitely are heroin. Mm. Oh, I like the waffle one better. I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, you smell like a, a waffle and horse insulin. Yeah. Imagine you walk yeah. by someone and you're like, wow, they smell like freshly baked waffles. Like, that is, that's true. <laughs> Sir, you're a hairy man. You're, you're a very hairy guy and you smell like waffles. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know. what else did you what else do you smell like this week, Travis? Well, right now I smell like an old German man because I'm wearing uh <laughs> I'm wearing what is it? Four Seven Eleven. Oh, which, not, uh, not which Johnny Depp's sausage and sauerkraut? No, no, no. Well, it is. It's very. It's like a lemony sauerkraut. Apparently, it's the world's oldest cologne. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old English. Awesome. Really great. No, it's it's made in Cologne, dude. Oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that where the city gets its name, or is that where Cologne gets its name? <sighs> it's probably where. Probably where your hearing gets its name because you heat you smell through your ears. Oh right, right. Okay, so I was going to say <laughs> we were about to learn something. I was going to point demonstrate something to Mike <laughs> about learning something every week, yeah. and how you could have delivered Travis, but <laughs> you talked about smelling through your ears. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It, uh, it's a Shrek's life. Tom, how's your week? Wait, thank okay. you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a Shrek's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We're just uh, Travis just walked away. I think his microwave's on fire. I can find out. <laughs> what happened? We're getting. I have to figure out where I parked in this shithole city. <laughs> oh, no. I can't remember. I like how you have to run to your computer to find out where you parked. <laughs> the future. Yeah. Hold on. I don't even. I have, don't even have the app up yet. What's your password and login? <laughs> It's probably, it's probably... A what are the last four digits of your social? Yes. This is a great way to start the episode. <laughs> this happened last time, too. And Gab's like, hi, come grab this box. Yeah. <laughs> it's a natural opening. <laughs> all guilty of that. It's all natural. Can we roll all back right. in? We can roll back in. We, I think we may have found the car. I think Anna's <laughs> just going to go searching and clicking the lock button. We found the car. <laughs> Good to know. She bet. Yeah, make sure she doesn't click the unlock button because I'm sure someone will dive right in there. Someone, someone will run right in. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Uh, you asked me how my week was. Okay. You might notice the timbre of my voice is a bit off. Yeah. Not only am I congested, but I had an allergy attack of sorts. I guess I, I, I just housed a bunch of dust mites or something, and I had a sneezing fit. That was the most violent sneezing fit one could imagine. Oh, no. And during which I ruptured something in my throat. Mm. I don't know what it is, but it's it's like someone punched my throat. And uh, everything hurts, especially Tom, sneezing. Yes. You're supposed, supposed to fillet the bees before you eat them mm. and remove the stinky parts. Yeah. 
Get a Slurpee. Have you had a Slurpee yet? Do you guys notice the amount of lozenges around here? There's quite a few lozenges. I'm lozenging. You need a Slurpee, though. You need, like, ice, like some slush on that. Was was it one of those classic Saltman sneezing fits where it's, like, 25 sneezes in a row? Because everyone in your family sneezes that same way. We must be allergic to success because I'm just so... (laughs) So... Uh, endowed with sneezing. Yeah. You sucking on them fisherman's dad candies? I do, actually. I was just about to grab one of those. Uh, <laughs> these are delicious. Now, have you ever had one of these ones, the fisherman's the friend? I've no, never, never even seen that, this. No. You guys want to taste something interesting? Um, interesting. interesting was a weird uh, yeah, word to use. You ever eat a, a Newport cigarette? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been known Here, to do try that one back of these. in the day. Just yeah, it's ba- it's basically like your Arizona gummies, <laughs> but it's got Newports in it, dog. <laughs> it's like fine. It looks look like pieces of lamb, like little pieces of lamb. Pieces of lamb? They're hard candy. Or like right? a little piece They're of rye bread. Dog food. It's little dog food. Yeah. Do you suck on it? Just suck Ooh, on it. That smells like an old person. <laughs> it's quite the sensation. <laughs> oh my god! So, it smells <laughs> like an old it person's smells like closet. a nursing home. <laughs> it's a menthol cough suppressant. It's what actually an, uh, a mild anesthetic. Yeah, you can wow, have... <laughs> that is. <laughs> Wait, it you sick fuck? <laughs> that is a strong flavor right away. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been sucking on. I think I actually have reached the limit Ooh. where if I eat any more of these, I'm gonna die. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's like, like old person drugs. Sock. Just goes straight to your brain. Yeah, you can spit it out if you're really, really upset. Anyway, that's how my week's going. My <laughs> neck is broken, basically. Uh, Connor, tell me about your week. Um, well, after all of this excitement, my week was a bit of a letdown because it was great for me, though, because it was very quiet. You know, nothing really happened this week. After a very mm. busy start to the month, yes. you know, with lots of life events happening, it was nice to just have like a, a regular old week. Yeah. Went to work, played a bunch of video games, hung out. You're living good. the life. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. It good. was nice and sometimes, quiet. You, sometimes you just need Reg's week, dude. Yeah. You, need, you need like that a little like a little crunchy little Reg's week. That's yeah, that's what I got. Just, I'd kill for good. Reg's week. A regular old Reg. Oh, I gotta spit this thing out. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like yeah. my fisherman's dad? I would love it if I was sick, but not being sick, it just like Mike said, tastes like a old person. It's really funny, isn't it? Yeah. It's like my mouth is like on fire. Or like it's like numb. <laughs> yeah. It's an anesthetic. There you it's, go. This is what <laughs> I'm also uh, You're sick. I three, feel like I left the dentist weeks. four hours ago. Like yeah, that's right? what my mouth feels like. Because I was at the dentist four hours ago. So <laughs> clean. I'm also like I guess almost four weeks sober. It's oh, not congratulations. good. Oh, not that's good. probably why your throat hurts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> you were eating bees and not drinking. Terrible. I'm sure this is terrible for the audio. I'm going to take it out now. I'm coming back for this one, though. I wish the audience could taste it. <laughs> My go, breath probably is pause, pause the podcast. Go get yourself some fisherman's candies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want you to swerve across the two-lane highway to your nearest 7-Eleven and grab them bitches. I don't even know if they have them in 7-Elevens. I have to go to a tackle shop. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Scurvy boy. All right, speaking of old men, let's get on to our subject um, here. Uh, tonight's it's good. Tonight's a quick one. I'll be honest with you guys. I did a bunch of research. It was from an audiobook. And then after listening to the audiobook, I realized that whoever put the Wikipedia together followed the audiobook uh, to <laughs> a T. So if this sounds like Wikipedia, it's because Wikipedia sounds like this audiobook that I, that I use as a reference here. But we're doing so John not- Barrymore. John Barrymore? 
Oh, shit. That's like Drew Barrymore's great, great fisherman's dad. <laughs> no really? fucking uh, way. Related? <laughs> they are related. Uh, the Barrymores are considered royalty of the Hollywood. acting and, uh, yeah, the, they're called the royal acting family. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, they're Barry- I didn't know there was, I thought Drew Barrymore was the only one. It's the only one. Yeah. Well, Her she's dad. the only one now, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Does she, she have any kids? I don't know. With Tom Green, that would be so funny if they <laughs> talk about acting royalty. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's acting royalty. No, no he's not. But oh. they dated, and they uh, good for him. Wow, damn. So good on him. He fi- he famously from the Tallulah Bankhead uh, episode sent one of the first dick pics. Yes, uh, that was. Th- there's a few callbacks to other episodes, and that's the funniest thing we have front loaded. He had a big dick. We know that. Oh, John Barrymore? John Tom Barrymore. Green. Okay. Tom Green. Well, Tom Green probably. Look at him. He yeah. looks like the kind of guy who, you know, he's heating. Heating yeah. it up. Long Johnson guy. Daddy, would you like some sausage? Remember. So he's one of the original. He's like an OG of Hollywood. He was one of the guys spanning the silent era into the talkies. He did it. Mm. He made that happen. Uh, he's... Kind of known for being a really heavy drinker, but he's not fun in an Oliver Reed way. That's why uh, this is so short. He's a sad oh, okay. drinker. Yeah, he's a sad drinker. You just try to um, kill his emotions. He said he, he uh, one of his quotes was, "You try to drown yourself in alcohol and you end up floating." Like, uh, <laughs> not sure it works that way for most people. <laughs> yeah, there's something uh, weird here about his uh, family lineage and all the uh, theater people that. If you want to talk about nepotism in Hollywood, this is a great blueprint going on. Um, Travis, what, what were you saying over there? Well, I was just going to say the best way to skin to dip if you got a large penis is uh, to get drunk, jump right in the lake, and start spinning your dick around real fast, like a, like it's a propeller. And then you just kind of go backwards. Like, like a boat. God, I wish I didn't yeah. stop and, and, and ask him. Ask- <laughs> well, I was relating the quote. I was painting the picture, Tom. I'm stealing your job. All right, fair enough. Someone's got to paint the pictures while I'm talking. Mike, start drawing a big dick. Oh, gotcha. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go to the lake and try that out. Which It's very cold around here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I actually know because water is warmer in the winter here for some reason. Well, right, the water is a little bit warmer, but not, not for much. long. Yeah. yeah maybe like, like, October, got- October might have been your peak. Fuck it, we're going to a wetsuit. Let's do it, yeah. man. I'll send you a video, Travis. Do you have a, you have a little wetsuit for your cock? But you're going to need a, you're <laughs> gonna need a wetsuit that has out. a dick extension out of it. Like a little <laughs> whoop. It needs like a little hole. Yeah. Speaking of little hole. <laughs> born as John Sidney Blythe, February 14th in 1882, in Philadelphia to a British theatrical family. His father... Maurice Barrymore was a well-known stage actor. Uh, he was uh, a crazy person. We'll get into that later. Uh, his name was also Blythe, by Blythe. the way. Barrymore was the stage name. All right. They ended up adopting it later, okay. officially. Uh, his, mo- his mother, Georgina Drew, was another tortured thespian type. Her parents ran a theater in England, and they were destined to be on stage. The whole family. He had two older siblings as well. Both would become well-known actors, Lionel and Ethel. We're not talking about those people all day, but uh, they had some sad stories as well. Yeah, yeah. so we're talking about like English theater. So these gentlemen, I'm sure, were just like painting faces on potatoes and like setting up a little lemonade stand and going like, 
Lord, oh, I'm the queen with the yep. potato on a stick. Uh-huh. And they're like, yes, governor, I'm the Sure the went prince. downhill after Shakespeare. Really yeah. had yeah. just kind of tumbled down <laughs> into potato heads. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind yeah. of. <laughs> Have you Mr. seen a Muppets Mr. movie? That's true. Yeah, Mr. Potato Head is actually a traditional British um, uh, stereotype in theater. <laughs> a trope. Uh, you well, know. I didn't know that. It's, a, it's hate speech. Yeah. They don't do it anymore. Damn. Yeah. It's the same thing as uh, blackface. Potato face. Potato face. For, but yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, Toy family- Story is banned. No Toy Story in England. No, they they, they, don't, they hate stories. They like tales. Canterbury, it's Canterbury uh, toys. Yeah. I'm really yes. trying there. I got fishermen on the mind. <laughs> After John was born, within a couple months, the family was out on an acting tour, just kind of illustrating. They did not stop. The following year, they were left with uh, some relatives, and the parents went out, did their f- acting tour to keep the family afloat. John Full was a ha- John Full. Uh, John was a handful <laughs> as a baby. Hand was a John Full. <laughs> that, that does sound gross, actually. <laughs> Want to see a hand of John Full? Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a big dick, so your hand is full of John. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's true. So his parents enrolled him in the uh, a convent, actually, in Philly, the Notre Dame convict uh, convent, which is where the nuns go. But apparently, they would let these Boys like, go? yeah, the nuns they go yeah. to convents. Yeah, they let guys in. They let little or boys, little in. boys in to teach. Uh, yeah, they like to, yeah, or just get, like street urchins. It's more like they get these nuns riled up to start beating these kids early, so they give them like <laughs> practice kids. Oh, uh, pra- yeah. <laughs> I, I, whereas whereas monks and priests want to fuck the kids, the nuns just want to beat the shit out of those kids. And the nuns they need practice. Guys, yeah. the the filthy priests, they know what they're doing. Yeah. They yeah. Don't they're, they're naturals. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's God's gift. It's got to walk them through that. <laughs> two years into that, at the age of nine, he was expelled from the school for throwing too many eggs at one of the other boys. <laughs> that's I like funny. that it's implied that it was too many eggs. Like one or two, that's fine. But he threw a third. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened was he describes uh, in one of his biographies. He goes, uh, "Yeah, I didn't like that kid, and I threw an egg at him. And as a punishment, the nuns would give me this book to read, and it had all these hell pictures in it. And he liked the book, so he's like, well, I'm just gonna keep throwing eggs at this kid.' <laughs> like, yeah. oh, look at all these cool pictures. I'm assuming these were just regular eggs, but I, I feel like the pro move is to hard boil them first. Oh yeah, no, like yeah. soft boil them so they're still a little runny." But oh. they got that stink on them. Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. You really hit that yoke. Get that on a car. Forget mm-hmm. it. You're getting a little dent and yeah. ruined. You're getting the flecks of like the, the egg whites that are boiled in your hair. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Boy, the thing about them eggs really turns the, the heat up on this show. <laughs> the eggs be heating in my pants. At 10, he and his siblings were performing the play Camille in a barn. Kind of like the little rascals would. And people actually showed up and paid two cents to see it. That's big money. No TV back then. That's a fucking ripoff. Think about it. It's uh, 1892. There's theatrical kids. He was the younger one, so he's 10. But Lionel, I think, is about uh, four or five years older. Could be wrong in that number. So anyway, they're like, yeah, we got it. It's just a bunch of people who uh, are living in Philadelphia, scraping bricks for a living. They need to be entertained. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you've really got nothing to do and 
You know, yeah. you're just like, there's a bunch of kids on the playground, and they want money from me. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw them a couple of dollars to yeah. see them break Travis. bones off the jungle gym. Oh, they were doing real plays, man. But after that, he rejected the acting life. He didn't think the family business was that cool. He wasn't, wasn't, he's talented. Mm-hmm. Not into it. In 1892, the Barrymore family, they didn't do so good, all right? The grandmother lost the theater that she owned in London, and John's mother, Georgina, died of tuberculosis. Oh, shit. Brutal. No way to go. Or a way to go, actually. Are you in the early stages of tuberculosis? I could be. I might be spreading it amongst (laughs) my friends. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. You got TB. (laughs) Oh, God. That's what I need to test for. I got Tom Brady. Tom, you've been Tom, eating too Brady much mar- you've been drinking too much marinara sauce. You got the consumption, dude. I'm I, sorry. Yeah, you know the Italian need, consumption. What do I need? You need some yeah. monkey shoulder. You need some shoulder to get that 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 voice box going. You see who's the evil one? What do you mean? Are the cousins here? I'm trying to give you some I'm advice a, to help I'm you s- out. I'm, I'm a sober get, guy now. Sober? That's. I know. It's pretty <laughs> dumb. No, I didn't say I was dumb. I didn't say anything about it. <laughs> You Wait, Mike, if I drink, <laughs> Tom needs a trach? I said Tom needs some shoulders, some, some sho- head, oh, okay. uh, monkey shoulders. I need to drink head and shoulders head and out shoulders. of a bottle. <laughs> yes. You want to talk about character and voice? <laughs> that voice had zero dandruff whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like yogurt coming out. <laughs> <laughs> in 1895, his father sent him to Georgetown Prep School in D.C. He was expelled in November of 1897. No official explanation, but it was probably because he started drinking regularly very early on. Mm. Daddy Maurice thought John needed to change it up a bit, so he took him to England. He enrolled him to King's College for a year, and then the year after, he went to Slade School of Fine Art. Oh. Mm. This is where he found his passion. He wanted to be an illustrator. Uh, not an artist. Well, not an actor. Yes, he wanted exactly. to be an artist. Oh. Everyone's an artist today. You know? I mean, he's got an artist basically just draw dicks. So if you got a large dick, you've got your own thing that you can draw, you know, like your own uh, like, advantage, uh, image. Yeah, right. You don't need a model. You just hold yeah. it up. Self-portrait. Yeah, I mean, like traditionally, a lot of artists, like Renoir, is really well well known for his dicks. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Who? Good for him. Renoir. Le- Renoir. Leonardo da Vinci. He could draw a mean dick. Couldn't draw a pussy. He looked like a giant fucking cavity. That actually is very true. He yeah, can, he gets, <laughs> it's funny. He's just a, a hole. I've never seen one of these before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they say that the penis goes in, so. <laughs> Babies yeah. fall out of it. It's got to be massive and black and cavernous. <laughs> My God. So he wants but to he make But he can draw his... a dick. <laughs> Dicks have been drawn he could. forever. Ancient he could. hieroglyphics, John, basically. John Barrymore could draw a dick. Um, let's see. We got some nepotism coming in really hot. What does that mean? Like neglecting your kid? Opposite. It's, uh... Oh, over liking your kid? It's giving jobs to families and friends purely because they're your family Uh, and friends. It's the Trump and Bush family. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, you're always going to find someone who got the job because they knew someone. Let's just say Jeb couldn't work at a 7-Eleven, but yet he was the governor of California somehow. Hell, you do a Florida. sign shit. Florida, yeah, Florida not California. <laughs> the other fucking Florida. long one. Yeah, the, the detached other... California. 
So Maurice persuades John to join him in a play. He had to beg his son. He's just like, let me pay you to be in a play. Please act for me. So he was like, all right, I'll do it. I will. And as soon as he was done with that one, his sister Ethel's career started taking off. So she hooked him into doing a role for the whole following year. The first night that he performed with his sister's new outfit, he forgot his line and was like, ah, I botched it. (laughs) Anyone? Anyone? But even though with this massive failure, they still kept him on board. I would love to be at a play and like the guy walks out for the first time and just goes, ugh. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> like, first line just does not know any of the I, words. That would I be that, good. I hope that that play is Hamilton, too. <laughs> Money Back. That's what it's called. We're going to see Money Back on Broadway. <laughs> they go. They take your money at the twofers, they embezzle it, and then they give it back to you when it's worth less. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. No more jokes. Only stories. Hey, come on. I want to get back to the story. March yeah, 1901. John had to leave Maurice in a Bellevue hospital in New York after suffering a nervous breakdown brought on by tertiary syphilis. Oh. Oh, dang. Tertiary. Got that lumpiest holy oh, brain. Oh, okay. Yeah, wait. What is tertiary? Like, tertiary, I think that's, that's like third, isn't it? Yeah, when we did yeah. when we did Beau Brumel, tertiary is like late stage uh, oh, syphilis. Okay. So... Like, your brain is melting, you have holes in your body. It's no way Full-blown. So, like, yeah, some people's symptoms will be more physical first, but once it's affecting your brain, they consider it tertiary because it's fucking with your tissue. Like, that's what Al Capone had. Mm -hmm. When he was, like, all stupid and shit, his brain was just just getting rotted out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically you're past the point where mercury injections into the tip of your penis will not solve your problem. You got to have to back it up here and probably just be put in a jail. Yeah. For, uh, check this out. Syphilis jail. Maurice was like, he's known as a great actor, so he had this breakdown on stage. Okay. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Um, I don't know exactly what he says, but resources tell me that it was a... Uh, <laughs> Before it was cool, it was a massive anti-Jew uh, rant. <laughs> he just started. He started crying and blaming things on the Jew. I mean, Hitler wasn't even born yet. No, no well, he, he was, was a couple he was a little baby. He's a little baby. child, bit Hitler. Yeah, Tom, the, are you these sentiments me, are old. Tom, are you telling me the modern day equivalent? A man that is suffering from tertiary syphilis. Dave Famous Chappelle. Actor. Why would yeah, he, uh, he say that? these things? <laughs> <laughs> he said so much hate. Yeah. I can't believe it. I thought you were going to go with, um, oh, what's the Seinfeld? Michael Richards? Yeah, That's Michael what I was Richards. thinking. Yeah, Michael Richards. <laughs> like, that was his apologies. Like, uh, everyone wants to say, I'm sorry, I'm suffering from tertiary syphilis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he I mean, says please that and then right after prison. that Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't think I have any grounds to forgive him or anything. It's not really my court, but... <laughs> I got to say, from the outside, it was pretty funny. Uh, not in the way he wanted it to be. Uh, wait, Kramer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hard to watch. Uh, yeah, Kramer, you dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, Sorry. Kramer, I wish you didn't do this, but now that you're doing it, I have to laugh. Yeah. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so Maurice is locked in syphilis jail. Yeah, he's yeah. Swiss cheese brain. Yeah, they take him up to uh, Bellevue in New York City. I think that place still stands. Um the press is all over him. Not good. 
not good. You can't treat that right. It's game over, basically. Yeah, he's he's at this time you can like now if you get syphilis, you're fine. Yeah, you're just yeah. like your 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 toenails turn a weird color, and you go, uh, let me get some penicillin or something. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. fine. No one cares. Um, I had a friend who had uh, who had gotten syphilis. He said it was totally worth it. Really? Yeah, had a great <laughs> night out. Yeah. What is your dick fucking? Does it get like superpowers, but your brains fucking go Swiss cheese? Well, he did something dirty, and he was like, "You're not oh. gonna get checked out." And oh, they're like, "Oh, okay. you got syphilis, but you're catching it extra early." Uh, that's uh, the key, Mike. He would have taken him another eight years to go crazy. It takes so, a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah wow. eight years, and then like also ignoring all the other symptoms oh, okay. that start yeah. before your brain starts rotting. Exactly. Yeah. Syphilis is a slow build. Yeah, exactly. So the kids moved him into a private hospital in Amityville, Long Island. Shout oh, out, Woot. What? Oh, uh, what? Where his descent into madness picked up a lot of momentum. Did his descendant start Jackie Chan's in uh, Amityville? In Wine Dance, you fucker? <laughs> no, what? Jackie Chan's is in fucking Amityville. It's in Wine Dance, motherfucker. Well, there's another Jackie Chan's in no. Amityville, dog. We're no. talking about a Chinese food restaurant. Not Jackie Chan, yeah. the performing There's no artist. Jackie Chan's in Amityville. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it I would have. I would have known about this. I would have seen it and laughed at it and been like, "Oh, well, you know, you got to use your eyes." You Mike is our resident eyes. South Shore resident. Yeah, Travis yeah. calling. He knows he's his claims. <laughs> I don't know. What he's talking about. I'm gonna have to go with Mike on this one because he knows where. Mike, where is it exactly? We'll Mike, the, the only place on the South Shore you know is Gilgo Beach. Shut up. <laughs> but uh, he knows it well. Feel for it. Yeah. He knows every sand. I know all the grains. <laughs> he knows it like the back of the murdered women's hands. Yep. You know what's great is high heels and sands don't work together. <laughs> I said that last week, too. Uh, March 25th, 1905. <laughs> Maurice finds himself dead. Oh. He's dead? Do you think he? it's his ghost no, Maurice, that's haunting true. the Amityville Horror House? Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's just like it's my just a syphilitic drunk just wandering the house. <laughs> my children are such good actors. <laughs> I love the wedding singer. <laughs> That's the movie I kept going to in my head. That's why I think of Drew Barrymore. I think that, of that movie. That's... That and Fifty First Dates. Yeah, that one. Like Adam Sandler brought the best roles ever. Yeah, yeah really. What other movies is she in? I, I always, know. I always get That's her and question. Gwyneth Paltrow mixed up, but then I oh, realized that Gwyneth pitch. Paltrow has a candle that smells oh, like yeah. her vagina. That's a good one. And yeah. Drew Barrymore doesn't, unfortunately. Drew Barrymore has a talk show now. She has like one of these daytime talk shows on like ABC or something. Really? It's really odd. Because like, what did you do? You were in a movie. She's in a good one. A wedding singer is a good one. I'll give that her is a, a good I'll one. I'll give her a pass for that. I'm one. not discrediting it. I mean, doesn't Kelly Clarkson have a daytime talk show? Does she? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Damn. it's just TV now. No one watches TV. No one watches TV. Yeah, That's you're right. They'll just give a show to <laughs> yeah, I don't watch TV. I only have a cable box in my room for like the past like five years. Who does? Some people do. You like you watch cable, it. Connor? No. I mean, I watch live sports. Live sports, I, is, yeah. And that's I it. mean, I can't <laughs> believe Rachel Maddow went from Friends to MSNBC. It's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Ah, that's fun. She played Ross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She grew her hair out. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's see. John had an affair with a model named Evelyn Nesbitt, who's got this really crazy story I don't know if I should get into it, but I will give a little hint as to what's going on. Oh, tease. We got an affair with another man, 
and a murder in public over the this woman's honor uh, in the middle of Madison Square Garden. Wow. That is very similar to a story we'll be talking about next week. <laughs> What's your time period? 1860s. Okay. That, right, good. But We're that off. is a very, very similar story to what we'll be talking about next week. That's huh. all, and more of a, a sneak preview. More Damn. of the story, Mike. Up your class. Move from Gilgo to Madison Square Park. A thing and just start challenging motherfuckers to duels yeah. over the yeah. women's honor. I like to do that. Yeah. I'll bring my own fencing swords to do it. Well, yes. like this this whole situation, it involves a guy named Stanford White, and I think he might be on my list to talk about. Uh, he's on some Jeffrey Epstein caliber of scandal. Oh, oh like Carolyn. And he's, he like, the crazy advances on the young women, plus the... Influence that this guy in New York City. Spoiler alert: He designed Madison Square Garden. Oh, this, this guy was uh, one of the most prominent architects in New York City. Yeah. Is this the guy that had the? Uh, there's a famous uh, gold statue in the Met of like uh, I think it's like was it a, a Cupid shooting a bow or something? And and apparently when you go to the Met, there's like it's in there like cafeteria. So while you're sucking down a Gliz, you can read the story of how this guy like. <laughs> Got murdered or some oh, shit. I don't know. Really? That, that might be him. Let's not go too into it because I do right. want to cover this guy. He's we'll just we'll all go to the Met and eat some glizzies while looking at this. We'll figure this out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. While stuffing our faces with glizzies, we'll do a podcast. <laughs> Travis is spreading fr- fake We news. should do a Met visit. That would be Let's a good go. one. Next time you're out here. Let's go to New York yeah. City. Let's go get some fucking dirty glizzes and some pretzels. And yeah, ooh, we'll get dirty water glizzies. Yeah. Bring them into the Met. There we go. Sneak them in. <laughs> our Stuff your pockets, no, boys. <laughs> we brought our own, thanks. A little lint on mine. A little flavor. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have my own hot dogs. You think I can bump some of that water? Just like a few quarts? <laughs> I'll heat it up a little bit. Yeah. I got to heat this up. I brought my own sterno, too. Just dump some of it in here. <laughs> I just want the water. Yeah. I'll dip it in a little bit. It'll get a little... Oh, you see so, that big old uh, that old ancient axe from fucking mill? Just put it on the fire, dog. I'll heat up some dogs. Yeah, <laughs> come on. You can always look at history yesterday, but you gotta eat now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just sound like you. Yeah, well, you know what? My rub off on you, and I get rubbed off on me. Ooh, wow. All see right. that? Oh. That's philosophy, I do. dog. Travis just rubbed off on all of us. Uh, yeah, I'm rubbing off. Carver and Travis, right? I can tell you, Tom. Yeah, continue. Not into this. Tom, please rub <laughs> off in their ears some more. Rub it off onto the next subject. Now I feel terrible even talking. <laughs> really. We're friends with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, you're right. I got you, I got his phone number. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Not, you, not, I don't even big know fan of gay sex. Okay. So I think. Now. <laughs> <laughs> he proposed uh, marriage to Nesbitt, the uh, woman involved in that scandal. Uh, her mother wouldn't allow it. She was 16 at the time, so it makes sense. John was in the dumps. He was sad, and he was also fired from uh, a job that he had gotten. Uh, what was the publication? I think I skipped over that bit. Oh, he worked for the New York Evening Journal. Mm. He had a job there, but they fired him after he submitted some garbage illustration that he did while drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he had started tasting the finer things in life through the charity of his sister, Ethel. The little freelance work he had on the side wasn't cutting it anymore, so he's just like, fine, I'll be a famous actor. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. I guess what I'll were... just use all this natural talent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? what, what was the 1910s finer things in life? What, like beating orphan children on the street? I would of, assume, of like, not, Manhattan? not spoiled meat and, like... <laughs> Clean water. Yeah, well, clean water. Maybe like a, a bed sheet with more than like a six thread count. Yeah, yeah, a starched collar that you can't move your neck in. The finer things. Right, so he's acting now. He uh, he talks to a Broadway producer who had worked with his mother. Of course, that's how it is. You go to someone that the parents know. Mm-hmm. The producer mm-hmm. tells him that he has to work off Broadway a little while to get the experience. So he toured with some small troops, taking these tiny roles for a couple of years. And uh, by 1905, he was in his first Broadway play called Glad of It. Oh, <laughs> a great title, dude. That is actually <laughs> One of my favorites. Spider-Man 3 subtitle. Spider-Man <laughs> 3, Glad, Glad of, of It. A lot of it. people don't know that. <laughs> oh, yes. And if you, Sp- if you, if there's an there's a, there's a Easter egg in the movie, Tobey Maguire... In the beginning scene, says, "Oh boy, I'm glad of it." <laughs> and then, then he, he stares directly at the singing. camera. <laughs> yeah, they cut that synchronized dancing scene. I know he had a dance scene, but it was they supposed did. to be like three hours more. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the DVD extras. <laughs> so I'm not going through all of his roles and shit. That stuff's boring. We tried that already on the show with several actors. There's no point. I'll talk about it. Bring a few up. What's his best ones? I want to hear his top roles. Uh. The movie I watched, which I highly recommend, is called The Grand Hotel. Okay. Now, that one's got Joan Crawford, Greta Garbo, his brother Lionel, and a whole bunch of other actors. Great, great uh, little fun story, quirky story, with a really depressing ending. Mm, I like that. Yeah, it gets dark at the end. It's just like, damn. Was this, like, in the 40s? This is 1936. Ooh. Mm. Pre-code. So that's, that's jumping ahead. Yeah, so the, I mean, I don't really write anything about right. it. It's worth watching. Were, were his movies in particular? Was that one more risque because it was pre-code uh, Hollywood? Now that was, it was definitely, you could tell it was pre-code because there was some neck kissing. Oh my god! Wait, neck kissing you or saying, necking? You saying that Drew Barrymore sucks <laughs> neck them kissing, neck bro. nipples on film? We don't know what Tom Green has done to poor little Drew Barrymore. We don't oh. know. <laughs> Either. Oh, way. I had a crazy thought just popped my head. But never mind. You want to share it? It's a short, it's a safe script. place, Mike. It's, just, it's like it's totally off subject, but you just I don't know. It's good because everything Let's else has been so on subject yeah. already. There's like this Go little for that uh, fucking. You follow UFC or like any type of fighting? There was like some like little midget dude. He's like famous on Instagram. He looks like a child, but he's like twenty. Oh, I know that. Oh, cl- I know yeah. that guy. Oh, yeah. that little yeah, tiny yeah. boy, the like Russian kid guy. Yeah, I was like thinking about like the, like he's probably loaded and just has disgusting sex with hookers. Like, <laughs> probably. How, like, it's like probably. it's like pretty disgusting. Probably. It's probably Man, a lot of fun for, probably, no, for saying, him. Awesome. He's probably loving it. Most is probably like a little fucking. Like toenail dick. Mike, like I'm really glad you <laughs> shared out. that because like now we know like where your headspace is when <laughs> yeah. we present our information. You're just like, thinking about tiny about... small people yeah, fucking yeah. whores. Here's here's a, a prediction of prediction of um or uh, in the words of my friend John Peters, a reenactment of later. Um on another episode, <laughs> we will be talking about the trenches of World War One. Oh. And Mike will chime in. 
with like, hey guys, remember that little midget guy? <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about disgusting sex, and I just popped in my head. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> see, I would pay to see it's Peter fine. Dinklage bone someone. I think that would be beautiful sex. I'm paying money for that. I mean, I'd probably play it like one ninety nine on the Apple Store. I'll watch the trailer on, on RedTube. It's on iTunes. <laughs> you can listen to it. He's going to have us all assassinated. He's like a fucking gazillionaire. I should never Peter Dinklage? I shouldn't even have said Or the that. Russian guy. The Russian dude. He'll probably think it's funny. He'll probably kill all of us. He'll probably He's... send you a link to his OnlyFans and be like, hey, heard you a freak. Sign up. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a little, a little sneak peek. $9.99 a month to get Maybe the premium a package. <laughs> a little film action going on. Wait, so Tom... Bigger. We're skipping past a lot of his movies, but what that dick do? Uh, he 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 gets into it. Thanks for asking. Uh, we will be talking about some of his trials and tribulations with women. Uh, look, he's he's doing Broadway, right? But he's pissing off his producers. He's really trying their patience because he's showing up drunk, or he's not showing up at all. Well, he's doing something he hates. Hey. Yeah, he's not into it. He was working a show with his sister, Ethel, and pulling his whole drinking thing. So Ethel, like straight out of Arrested Development, has the producers fire him and then rehire him the day to teach him a lesson. I was like... <laughs> I like that. You are fired. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> Come pick up your stuff tomorrow, John. Oh. What's this dog doing? She's snoozing. She, what's she doing, yo? Yo, what's she do? That's cool. That's right. Anyway, uh, through the 19 aughts, he received many critical praises for his work. So even though he was a shithead to work with, he was very well liked. Right. You, you would maybe say that he had crit critical praise theory going on. Oh, God. That's <laughs> such a stretch. I love it. Of me, <laughs> no one knows. Don't worry about it. Fuck they teach brains. it in pre-K kindergarten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you have to know. That. Colors, numbers, critical race theory, <laughs> yeah. and math. And Marxist-Leninist critical race theory. I knew you were right-wing, Travis. Mm -hmm. In 1910, the rolls... Wait, why did I write it like that? 1910 rolls around. Good year. <laughs> 1910, the rolls the around. The rolls around. John marries a rich woman named Catherine Corey Harris. Her father was a rich dude who didn't approve of John, but Catherine was trying to get herself on stage through oh. nepotism. So, so the rich lady marries the actor to try and get it on stage, and he's just like, I like the money. Yeah, absolutely. So it works out perfectly for a couple of years. She gets a, a few small roles. The marriage was not a pleasant one, ever. In 1912, Barrymore begins his film career, produced by the Lubin Manufacturing Company, in Philadelphia. Oh, no. Is it Pittsburgh? I didn't write it down. Pittsburgh? No, that'd be Philly because it's Edison. The Lumen Company? Lubin. Oh, they said Lumen. Not Lumen. Lubin. Uh, John is credited with four silent films that do not exist today due to an explosion at the film vaults in 1914. Oh, so wow. we know he was acting, but. We don't get to see it. Yep. More first, like a huge explosion at the film studio. You know what I'm saying? there? <laughs> Such a pervert, Travis. Come on, that kid PG. This is a family show. Yeah. This is a, uh, you know what? Uh, you know, sometimes uh, this is Veggie Tales. Ve there's very long <laughs> things involved in Veggie Tales. I'm just. I earnestly thought you were talking about uh, Michael Bay huge explosion. Oh well, you know maybe. <laughs> 
The first film that he made that uh, lived past the 1910s was An American Citizen in 1914. It's a rom-com by Adolf Zucker, who's one of the founding members of Paramount Pictures. Mm. I guess there were already film critics, which is hard to imagine. Everyone's a critic. Uh, He received glowing reviews that steered him even more into film. He did a few more films with Adolf Zucker while doing some stage performances in L.A. The money was good now. He was able to support the booze, have the home, do all that shit. So I feel like, uh, sorry, I keep talking about dicks, but I'm just, it's on my mind. It's on your mind, dude. It's all good. No, it's on my mind, dude. (laughs) So, no, but how do you think these people had sex? Because they were drinking so much. (laughs) They didn't. Their diets are probably shot. Right. Yeah, they're eat. probably eating just like roast beef and like drinking two bottles of whiskey. Well, there's a day. there's no internet, so they got no porn. Exactly. So uh, okay. seeing a lady's ankle would be enough to get a semi. Woo. So true. Yeah, we <laughs> forgot about true. that. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Trying to get them big ankles. But yeah. now with the with the movies starting, now you're starting to get the the peep show pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Especially in those early days, I own a few. Maybe there was a little ED crisis in the 1910s. That's what caused World War One. Maybe. Maybe. Once cocks were working. <laughs> None of Europe could get guess. hard in July of 1914. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was jealous over Archduke Fr- Franz Ferdinand and his giant boner. He was the only <laughs> man with a boner. Out. He was Rowdy Roddy Piper in <laughs> Hell Comes to Frogtown. He was Mr. Rhino 69. That's <laughs> what so they all called him. Before he died. That's his nickname. Yeah, that's what we're going to... Uh, Ferdinand, a.k.a. Friends. Rhino69. <laughs> getting shot in the head yep, after doing out. shots out of the That's head. why they killed his wife, too. They're like, you're the only one who's getting anything. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, Tom. Save some for the rest there? of us. How did this guy get around World War I? Was he just a coward boy? No, I, actually, that is a good question. I... Oh, wait, money? No, was that's not true. Thing? He, okay, I have to skip ahead. Right, so he actually enrolled. He tried to enroll, but he had nasty varicose veins from drinking and being on his feet all the time. Mm. Wait, when was he born? He was 1882. So he would have been 30. Yeah. So he would have probably been too old anyway. No, I think they do Mm. up to 35, even back then. Yeah, but it would have been like oh, a it was forty, late. like forty-five. Age. He Gosh, was yeah. he was well, old 45 enough. Forty-five was yeah, he was old enough, but two, they, didn't work out. Uh, yeah, he up. was like they didn't need to pull. Like he wasn't a twenty-two-year-old who had a couple varicose veins. He was like yeah. a. It's like you're you're over it. You're like, an if, actor. If the Germans invade, we'll call you, but we're we're good for now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not gonna fight any Germans. I'm thirty-three years old. What what do I look like? Uh, uh you look like an actor. Ugh. You look yeah, like I mean, Shrek that's, before. That's a, that's that's lumberjack, uh, cyberpunk. One thing that he was constantly criticized for, and I think that he actually started this trend in Hollywood, is profile shots. He always positioned himself in his films in profiles. Oh. Like the, oh, he was the first angles. one with a good side. Yeah, well, he was very handsome. He's a dashing man, and both sides look good, but I think that he leaned into it. Mm, okay. Uh, I think a lot of people are insecure about their profiles, and he was like, I'm just going to do this. And a lot of the films from this time period, I mean, he is really looked at like a Hollywood legend. Yeah. A lot of people love this guy. A lot of people looked up to him. He probably started that trend, where if you think of an old movie and 
They never do over to the shoulder shots. No, it's always much. it's always a side. Yeah, granted they had like soundstage limitations, but he really leaned into it. They never did that three quarter thing to kind of sell it right. like you would on the stage. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the I think it wouldn't be until another twenty. 15 years later until Alfred Hitchcock nailed the profile because yeah. he was showing the most masculine body type. The gunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now his career, he ended, he, he kind of leaned towards dramas on stage and comedy on film. <coughs> As for his marriages, he leaned into not being there. <laughs> Catherine filed for divorce and the couple were separated in late 1917. John seemed relatively unaffected. <laughs> he started having an affair with a uh, married poet named Blanche Ulrich. Mm. <laughs> what a terrible name. Wait, is what? that the Metallica Blanche. guy, but Blanche like string beans? No, good, <laughs> worth asking. No, it's All not. Right. Um, you see, she had a... She was married to some guy who was in the trenches of World War One. Oh, that's not cool. Uh, yeah. And while he was over there, oh, John the was putting that massive pipe to work. What's the name for that? There's like the name that the oh, uh, all the people in the oh, army yeah. and Marines call oh, cheating wives. It's like a Jody. Is that what it is? Jody is the guy fucking your Jody's wife. Jody's the guy fucking your wife. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah that's when you're away. You're Jody you're, is fucking your wife. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. I just remember it from Jarhead. Yeah, yeah that was a tough scene to watch. Like, why mail him the video? Was that a thing? I never saw Jarhead. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you gotta watch it. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, it's great book. Yeah. Movie's pretty faithful to the book too. Huh. Right after uh, Donnie Darko, like leads in, it's like a continuation. Right. He gets crushed. It uh, it was he get crushed in the golf course by an airplane yeah. fuselage and then immediately pops up in the Middle East. He's reborn in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he Iraq. comes back oh, from I, Afghanistan Iraq. Iraq and he has a some gay sex with a rancher up in the mountains. Yeah, well, that's the third one. He, the yeah, Joker. That's, the third, that's Jarhead two, <laughs> and that goes into Batman Begins. <laughs> that's Jarhead two. He's not in Batman Jarhead. Begins. <laughs> Heath Ledger is. Oh, that's where they no, continue. He is. Oh, Isn't Batman, Dark Knight. Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Jarhead Two. Put your head in this jar. There, it, <laughs> not to be confused with the actual Jarhead Two. That was a direct to DVD video. Release. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Wait, they fucking they they Scorpion King that bitch. Yeah, they made a Jarhead Two. Like, so Jarhead is all about. This is a real bad tangent. Jarhead is yeah. all about like the disillusion of the American military post Vietnam. Right. And then Jarhead 2 is like, we got to go kill a bunch of Somalians. Oh, awesome. <laughs> really on Really on Back here. to yeah. the American pride we have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Somalians tried to kill Tom Hanks. You have to take them out. That's true. Look into the Italians dumping all that garbage in the Somalian water. You, do you know about that? No. Yeah, yeah, the reason there's so many fucking pirates in Somalia is because Italy dumped all their garbage in their fishing water and killed all their shit. <laughs> so even this fishing like Community. nation, yeah, yeah, they were like, "Well, we have boats. <laughs> Our fish are dead, <laughs> and yeah, all guns. the world shipping is going by. <laughs> and for some reason, we're going. We love Tony Soprano, <laughs> and we can't just be like, uh, "Hey, dirty Somalians, they're stealing our Amazon bags." <laughs> Right, bags? Woo! That's what you order on Amazon back then? All right, I'm That's where your five cents goes to <laughs> so when you back, purchase back a bag. Back to Mr. Barrymore. Yeah, we're, that, I love Drew that tangent. Come on. Yeah. Next tangent's going to be worse. I know it. I feel it bubbling. 1919, Barrymore sees 
his first dramatic role in a film, which is a test of honor. And the critics love it. They go, ha, oh, that guy. The same year, he films a breakout role playing Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. He plays both characters, and the movie was Ooh. considered an instant classic, even though the production value at the time was somewhat questionable. Oh, so this is his Norbit. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> I was going to think Tyler Perry. I was like, no, no, Norbit's the way to go. <laughs> Nor- yeah, that's the breakout. What do you use, I mean, I- what do you use breakout? What do you think Eddie Murphy and breakout? You think Norbit. Norbit. I also like how it becomes an instant classic when, like, films were, like, I don't know, a year 15 old. years old. <laughs> yeah. And That's like, like someone movies. seeing a TikTok and they're being like, this is an instant classic TikTok. <laughs> Dude. Some are. Dead memes, man. I still don't, I refuse to use that terminology. Dead meme? What? Yeah. Because people say dead meme, it's just like that's been around for a year. Yeah. Depends on what context is being used in, I think. Oh, memes, I'm saying memes never die. Yeah. yeah. As long as the context is good and the setup. I hate random memes. That's what I hate. I like, I'm just I saying. I follow ancient memes on Twitter. They just send the worst memes from like my childhood at me. And it's kind of funny now. <laughs> it's I'm better. just saying it's cringe, Drew Barrymore yeah. is making waves in the new medium of cinema I am still making waves in the new medium of Vine. Oh, Rest in peace. Damn, Rip dude. Vine. Had to go there, Travis. Yeah. That's crazy. Vine stars. Vine You know, Mel, so Mel was a Vine run. star. Who? Mel. She really? was on the oh, show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She was on the no. uh, was Ellen dope. Ginsberg episode, right? Yeah, the Ginsberg one. I'm told, I was blanking for a second. Yeah, my buddy Mel. She's a... Uh, she, oh. Has this huge like Twitter following and stuff, but I, I don't think she's that active right now because it came from Vine. Oh wow! Vine, well, it's just on TikTok. That's like the next Vine. I don't know. She does. She stays busy. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing right now, but she's funny. Uh, he took a role of Richard the Third in Shakespeare's Richard the Third. Richie, One, maybe my favorite Shakespeare play. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not familiar. That's a good one. Yeah. Let's see. I'm. A, I'll. Wa- I mean, I'd, I'd watch it. Is there a movie on it, or is it just? Yeah. There's a bunch of Richard the Third movies. Huh. I don't know about the, for with him. No, I don't think with him. Uh, the most famous one is um, who's the really famous British actor from the fifties? Lawrence Olivier, did oh, a Richard okay. the Third. Yeah. Huh. Wait, was Ian the McKellen... wreak havoc line from Richard the Third or Caesar? Huh? The one that's like wreak havoc and let loose the dogs of war. I think that's Richard. I'm not sure. But Ian McKellen did a Richard III movie where they'd keep all the Shakespeare dialogue lines, but it's set in a 1930s fascist England. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, like, when he's saying, like, my horse, my horse, my kingdom for a horse, he's doing it in a Jeep. (laughs) Oh, that's sick. (laughs) Yeah. Let's watch that one. Yeah. We also have to do another uh, Discord movie watch soon. Remind me, Travis. Anyway, he did uh, 31 performances as this uh, Richard III. Critics loved it, but then he had a nervous breakdown, Uh. as you do. As you do. He spent six weeks in a sanitarium run by a wrestler named William Muldoon. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually my grandma's last name. Maybe I'm related. You better be. You better be related to a wrestler somewhere in that family tree. Also, so he's about to have his Bo Burnham moment. He's like trapped inside a room with a wrestler not doing anything because he has anxiety. Yeah, exactly. He's just like, oh my God, my billions of dollars from Bo Burnham. <laughs> I'm just picturing this the wrestler man as like the classic 
twenties, thirties wrestler. He's like giant shaved head, giant mustache, right. and wearing a singlet at all times. Yeah, and like yeah. giant barbell. Yeah, he's just like, like oh, barbell. let's find you a room. Yeah, and like ropes <laughs> tied to things. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, this will cure you of your insanity. <laughs> yeah. Opens a room. There's a lion in there. He wrestles it. <laughs> ah! right, I think me. that I think that WWE should have a throwback. Thing where you know you see like Roman Reigns in that fucking outfit with a fucking curled mustache. <laughs> they had that. The, the Simon Gotch. No, I'm saying, but all of them dress like that. <laughs> oh, all of them. Do. <laughs> Every yeah. single like one. Like it's of them. WrestleMania 1920 or 1915. <laughs> that would be fun. That'd be really cool. No alcohol. <laughs> Everyone's got to just kind of sit through it. No alcohol. <laughs> Opium, though. Open for yeah. lots of opium. That good stuff. And Vince cocaine. McMahon loves opium. It's the American drug. So he marries, uh, after he gets out, he marries Blanche. Uh, and within no time, their marriage sucked. No surprise. Blanche. He was really married to alcohol. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. He then took his best known uh, stage role as Hamlet. After the play closed in 1923 with its 101 performances. Wait, he played Hamlet? Yeah. Hamlet's supposed to be like an 18-year-old kid. And he's like 35? He's 30, yeah, no one can tell. To be or not to be. It's like, I just like that he went from playing Richard III, the aging, tyrant, crippled king, to playing fucking Hamlet. Yeah, he's like... I didn't uh, even think about that. You're, yeah. Yeah. He's a method actor. He just gets into his role. Oh, we just hung out at high school yeah. for a while? Yeah, What's yeah. up, fellow students? Yeah, exactly. How do you be an edgy, dark teen? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, from it's easier to do from the stage. Yeah, no. From the stage, uh, sure. I'm just saying, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had, like, ten seasons or some shit. And by, like, the tenth season, they were not in high school anymore. You ever know? They maybe they got left back for not showing up. That, um, Mike. Talking from experience? Yeah. <laughs> super, super, super senior. Now, he took his best-known stage, uh, Hamlet, there. That shit closes down. John, John stuck to Hollywood uh, after that for a bit, mostly with major studios. He had an affair with a teenager named Mary Astor. He's now uh, 40. Oh, did he meet her while uh, method acting for Hamlet? We don't, we'd have to assume <laughs> so. Uh, he divorced the other one and moved to Hollywood to do his first movie with Warner, The Sea Beast. There he met his uh, next wife. That well, it's a Moby Dick uh, adaptation. Mm, okay. Silent. Okay. Nineteen twenty-three. Oh no, nineteen twenty-six. Excuse me. It's most the most profitable film for Warner to date to nineteen twenty-six. So uh, that was good for him. Wow. He's looking solid. The next film he did was John Juan. John Juan. Don Juan. <laughs> God damn it. John Wick Juan. John Dwan. <laughs> John Dwan Jones home. Do you guys hear my throat closing up more? Yeah. As I'm doing the script? <laughs> it's a good thing it's a short one. Sound yeah. good, Tom. Sound good. You're going to be wheezing by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> he bought Dolores, his new wife. Um, oh, yeah. He marries Teenager? Dolores Costello, who he meets on the set of The Sea Beast. Oh. So this is you wife know what's number three? No, wife number three. You know what's really weird? You said she was like young, right? Well, you said eighteen. No, he well, had no, that, a, was, that was Mary. Mary Astor, who he had a, oh, okay. an affair with, and she was like sixteen or oh. something. How old is Dolores? She's a little older. She's in her twenties. 
So, like, Dolores is probably, like, a fucking slam piece. Oh, yeah. But I always think it's funny that, like, you know, these old-timey names, Dolores. Like, you would never, <laughs> when you think yeah. of Dolores, you're never thinking of, like, an OnlyFans girl or some fucking crazy shit like that. It's Back always a grandma. Day. It's wild, dude. If you look up Dolores on Wikipedia, she has possibly the worst resting bitch face. Like, she's oh. a good-looking woman. Dolores Costello. Look her up. But she's she, practicing she, she for was, when she gets older and grows into the name. Yeah. Even yeah. then they knew. <laughs> she has no patience, this bitch. So he bought Dolores a crazy big villa <laughs> in uh, Hollywood Hills and resumed acting in various films and drinking for the better part of the next decade. Um, so do we know what his drink of choice was? That's a good or was question. he kind of just like anything that he could get his hands on? I think a real alcoholic doesn't care. They usually just go for liquor. I don't know, though. I cannot okay. confirm this. I would assume whiskey is too easy to drink from my personal. You know, that's I, a, a lot of. I said Jameson Sprite. Yeah, no, I actually, I know what it is. It's natural light seltzer <laughs> Catalina lime <laughs> mixer. Because wow. I'm a very classy man. I've decided to do with classic men's wear, and I want the classic men's drink, like John Marymore. He would have those delivered by the truck lord. Mm, okay. That's by CGI. DeLorean. When the advent of the talkies took Hollywood, John was ready to go for it. Now, there was a lot of Hollywood actors who did not take well to it because their voices were terrible, like mine. On the other hand, you had John here who had all the stage uh, performance under his belt. He was able to uh, dictate. He had a slightly English background. Sexy voice. He had a, a vocal coach he had gone to. He re-enlisted a vocal coach for certain roles and stuff. So he was on top of that. He was not affected. In fact, he was uh, projected even more so to the front of the Hollywood uh, spotlight. Mm. So one thing that's interesting about film history with this transition, the people that did make it, that did have like stage experience, they were still projecting. And that's mainly, I mean, the microphones were not great, so you had to project uh, to some extent. But like nowadays, like when you go to a film school or like acting or whatever, it's all about like the minimal delivery. So like people whispering and shit. That's why mixes on movies are terrible. Because yeah. every line delivered is oh. like, I love you so So much. that's why the explosions are super loud and dialogue super quiet? Yeah, because the actors are trained to like... Whisper. Keep, yeah, whisper and give it like a realistic That's sense. fucking dumb. Whereas <laughs> back in the day, you'd watch like, uh, you know, uh, Wizard of Oz or Lawrence of Arabia and everyone's like, hey, what's going on <laughs> over there? But also the movies back then were mixed terribly in their own way. Right. So it's there, flat. There is no good mix for any movie I've ever seen. Uh, I working in sound. I don't have the remedy to that either. It's always just a pain in the ass. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like when we did Oliver Reed, he was known for being the whispering giant because at that point in Hollywood and English films, they would pull very close into people's mm -hmm. faces. They would talk right. like this. They'd be like, "What?" Well, he was like, "That was innovative." Uh, you know, for we him, about that. Yeah. well, yeah, no, he was innovative, but he got that from Peter Cushing. Right. That's where he got that from. Um, English actors. Come on. They're just doing it. They yeah. know how to act. They do. Warner hired him for uh, five more films with profit shares and $150,000 per film. It's a lot of money back then. This is 1930s. Um, he did a couple of the films. No one really cared about them. 
And Warner agreed to make a remake of The Sea Beast, but under its original namesake, Moby Dick. That came out. Huge flop. Oh. So they rushed through the rest of the contract. They had him do some other films and kicked him out because he was getting shit. sour very quick yeah. and mm-hmm. the drinking was picking up rapidly. Okay. Well, I'll do it. Your career is failing. Might as well drink more. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So he uh, he signed to MGM with Ooh. a pay cut. Oh. Which sucks. But um, with MGM, he did... The 1932 Grand Hotel, so I was wrong on the year. But that film is worth that's, watching. I that's watched the that big one. one, right? Yeah, that was that was a big one. You could see there's something about him. He's handsome, but he has so much makeup on because you know he, his skin was just garbage. Probably. Right. He's, he probably smoked probably two, three jaundiced. packs a day um, just drinking all the time. And right, so I feel like there was probably some method acting going on in the Grand Budapest Hotel um, with Owen Wilson. This is nose. It's kind of similar. I mean, it reeks, Grand Budapest reeks of the Grand Hotel. Okay. Uh, in a good way. I thought they're both it's good It's like films. an homage almost, you think? Or? I, I think it might have some of that element to it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, definitely not a, a rip or anything like that. It's totally different, but it's a charming movie. And his older brother, Lionel Barrymore, is in it, and he does a great performance, too. They're playing very two very different characters, and uh, they both knock it out of the park in that one. I like that name, Lionel. It's a cool name. Too. Yeah. One. They probably had similar cup sizes for when they played baseball. Perhaps, perhaps. Do you think so? Probably. You got to do the old Barrymore cup check. The whole family does it. Mm-hmm. You got to go to the filming of the Barrymore show. Drew does it to every guest on the show. Yeah. Cup check. Yeah. I wonder what Drew's cup is like. (laughs) Uh, Is it a menstrual cup? And is it an extra large menstrual cup? How old is she? She's got to be... 40 now? Late 40s. 40s. Late 40s. Oh, she's probably right on the cusp. So it's probably double XL. Just getting it all out. She's just dusting, you know? Which I think is great. Because she probably doesn't have to worry about that. She can have as much sex with Tom Green as she wants. <laughs> anyway, forty-six years old. Okay, that's exactly the number we all said before. You heard it. Yep. Was it? Yeah. Said like- Connor said forty-six. I said forty-six. Travis said forty-six. Yeah. Well, wasn't you listening. didn't, Mike? I said sixty-nine. Forty-three Sorry. pieces of shit. Maybe his drinking accelerated, and his relationship with Costello got shittier. He got fatter. He looked like crap. His performances on set had gone. From uh, from uh, somewhat uh, ethereal to just a drunk guy on stage. <laughs> he was a mess. He kept forgetting his lines. Uh, let's see. Something odd. In 1935, he was filming a movie with RKO and totally short-circuited. Lost his fucking mind. He... I think it was a few days of him blanking on everything. He forgot the character's name. They let the crew off. They gave him a couple days. They brought him back. They were like, okay, we got to do this. He was like, yeah, let's go. And as soon as they rolled the camera, he was like, ah, I don't know. Who's got a drink? Yeah, who's got drinks with me? It's basically that Orson Welles Vineyard commercial from the 80s. Have you seen that one? I think I have. I don't know what you're talking I have. Oh, he j- he did some random vineyard vi- video, and he like didn't remember what the vineyard name was, and he just like drank all the wine. And he's like, "I'm Orson Welles," and so he's like, "I'm Drew, ba- I'm I'm Drew Barrymore, I'm John Barrymore." 
Who cares? <laughs> kind yeah. of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, there was a, a couple of shots. This is a, a theater actor who's able to do things first, second try, no problem. Uh, he was now doing 25 takes of things, which can was just, a lot of money. Can you just film me and put the lines in post? <laughs> yeah. T- Tom, was he was was it post-mortem when he got the John Barrymore Theater in New York? Because I know that's a pretty famous theater in New York. That's a good question. I meant to look that up, and I forgot to. So, all right. Thank you, Connor. Anyway, this film he was doing, he gets kicked off of it, right? And he goes back home to hang out with Costello, Dolores Costello. And she's like, you need help. So she puts him in a little hospital for a couple of weeks. And afterwards, he's supposed to come home. But he doesn't. He just goes to New York. No, he goes to London. Excuse me. Uh, and then, uh, then he settles in New York. Right? He does three weeks, four weeks in London, just escaping everyone, not picking up phone calls. Then he settles in New York. I wrote this all wrong. Well, on that note, the Barrymore Theater is named after Ethel. Oh. Oh. That makes a lot of sense, because I don't think... She was not a mess like he was. No. I was just looking at her. She was the, the first lady of the American Theater, and oh. she it was her performances that opened the Barrymore Theater, so they named it after her. Oh, oh so while she was still alive, they were like, we're just going to name this shit after you. Kind of yeah. like if, if Vin Diesel... Uh, starred in the Book of Mormon, whatever theater that he starred in would be called the Diesel Theater. Yeah, oh my God, I'd go to the Diesel Theater. <laughs> yeah, I'd be I there. Dudes only. Yeah. <laughs> no chicks. It's time for real theater. Okay, what the hell? Did I this just theater on? is for family. Uh, he went back to New York. Right, he's back in New York, and while he's in New York, he goes back to the hospital for bronchitis and the flu. At the hospital, he meets a 19-year-old superfan named Elaine Jacobs. Just so happens to be a huge fan and s- starts visiting him. Oh, I live in New York. You, you're sick in New York. I'm gonna come visit you every day. Yeah, Why sure. Not? That's nice of her. Yeah, not even. Not only that, Elaine Jacobs took John to live with her and her mother uh, until he was fully recovered. So he actually stayed with them for a few weeks, and she changed her name to Elaine Barry. To further resemble him. A little stalker, oh. you think? Yeah. Huh. But he like, he was open to it. He liked his stalker? Mm-hmm. Elaine Lesserberry. Uh, <laughs> you mean Barry Less? Barry Less. <laughs> no, it's fewer. Yes. <laughs> Barry fewer. <laughs> Minimal Barry. <laughs> That's good. So now we have... <laughs> He's living with these people we just met. <laughs> is he banging this 19-year-old? Is he like a sicko? Yeah, he's banging Or is he banging the mom? Oh, yeah. He's 52 year old, years Ugh. old. She's 19. Oh, he's probably doing both. Uh, I think it's just Elaine. I think the mom was just watching and sewing. <laughs> <laughs> he was still married to the actress Dolores Costello, so the tabloids fell in love with this open affair. Mm-hmm. See, he was over Dolores. He's just like, I don't give a um, shit. Um, He's old now. She was wife number three. He's yeah. in financial yeah. troubles. He's not doing well. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just banging a 19-year-old. Yeah. Okay, we're going out <laughs> to... I'm getting free dinners because I'm from Broadway. I'm doing it. Okay, boys? He's milking it. I'll say that. When the kitchen got too hot for John, right? Now all of a sudden Dolores is like, well, you're going to have a hell of a lawsuit with this divorce. So it's getting a little hot. So he ditched Elaine in New York. 
and he took a train back to L.A. So some newspaper editor gets word of this breakup and puts Elaine with a bunch of the reporters on the next plane to Chicago to intercept the old drunk and make a very public display of her begging uh, him to come back. Damn. That is I changed cold. my name to a berry. You got to come back to me because I want to be extra berry. <laughs> now, this is like pre-paparazzi. Paparazzi, I think that term was invented in the late 30s, and it comes from a Federico Fellini movie, and I'm forgetting which one. It's not eight and a half. Fuck, I forget. I, I did a report on this when I was in Breathless? No. La Vida Dolce? No. Amacord, maybe? No. Might be a Vida Dolce. I don't know. I don't speak Italian. Anyway, um... These Wait, guys, is the Vita Dolce the one uh, where they dance around in the pond with all the naked men around them? Statues of naked men? Isn't that like every Fellini movie? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say there's iPhones back then. This probably would have been very embarrassing to see. Very embarrassing. But right now, there's like they hadn't invented the word cringe. Yeah, mm. so this is just like yeah. life. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm kind of embarrassed. They use the words, uh, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Oh. You couldn't even say this is soup ox. Like. Yeah. <laughs> This is in Barrymore thing. <laughs> that was the head newspaper headline. In Barrymore's. Yeah. Hey, I worked for Hearst. That's probably what they wrote. It's exactly what they wrote. I have the paper right here. By the end of 1935, Costello and Barrymore were divorced, and a year later, he was married to Elaine. Nice. The marriage, as you could imagine, was terrible. Oh, yeah. I thought fourth time's the charm. Isn't that the saying? I mean, could you could you imagine this? 19 years old. Dating wife's a f- in front of you. 52 years old. Dating a 52-year-old drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, but think about all the hip clips she got. She probably got every hip clip ever invented. As This is before hip clips, Travis. I didn't even know what that is. This is we're way off. I'm sorry. No, see, you don't know what it is. So it could have happened, I don't know, 15th century or nowadays. Was, wait, Evelyn or Elaine? Elaine. Was she like a depression baby, and like that's why she wanted to like just hitch her wagon to this rich guy? Well, this is what are we talking? Nineteen thirty-five. So she's that's the that is the depression. She she's up. born yeah, like late nineteen uh, tens. Yeah, so she lived through it. Yeah, so she, she might have been. Yeah, you think years. that she think it was gold digging, or do you think she was just a crazy one that? It's a good question. Because if she followed him and then changed her name before getting married, we'd have to weigh we'd have to weigh the uh, evidence here. So. Uh, what we do know is that she's 19 years old and she's a woman, so she's definitely gold digging. <laughs> <laughs> and John, even though he's even though he's 50 years old, he has a giant dong. Oh, that's true. That she thing, probably heard about it. That thing. Yeah. There's no way it worked at 15. The guy was always drinking. Yeah, but you can always just stick a dowel in your the tip of your. No dad. one ever has done that ever. Oh, you know, uh, Viagra. <laughs> you ever heard of it? The Vi- Viagra was originally. A dowel. Balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Mike, I think before you mentioned you learn something new every week. I'm adding it to my week. There you go. Learn more shit. Yeah. Thank you, more this week. That's why I think it's sick that the modern day curriculum in schools are still teaching how to build bridges out of balsa wood because that is a sexual wood material. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, use a less sexy wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to use, like, oak or some shit. No one ever fucked with oak. Oak's pretty hard, though. It makes you hard. If you're trying to get... Yeah, if you're trying to wave around a de-sexing stick, most unsexily, it cannot be made of balsa. 
See, they always try to say balsa's so soft, but I'm saying balsa makes you hard. <laughs> All right, I'm going to continue now. Uh, this is a science. All right, dude. so he's married to this 20-year-old now. <laughs> right, 1937. Uh, he beat her at a New Year's Eve party oh, in front God. of a whole bunch of people. That's how you do and it. Threatened to kill her. So uh, she filed to, for divorce right away. Do you think like he hits her the first time? She's like, "Wow, I'm 20. I made a huge mistake." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just snapped her out of it. Yeah. Oh my God. Acting royalty just pummeled me. Maybe this 52 year old drunk guy isn't the love of my life. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, they apparently reconciled. the 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 divorce was not finalized until 1940. And I guess they she filed divorce right after that incident in 1937 or 1938, early. And, uh, yeah, afterwards, they actually became friendly. It's kind of weird, but then she was just like, no, we're still getting the divorce. But, but we're know. friends. You got a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm sticking around. Fre- well, friends with benefits. Oh, yeah, friends he's friends with Balsa. Crisis, right? He's yeah, he, he is. He's a project. I mean, Costello's got all of his property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, studios didn't want to hire this drunk goose anymore. MGM hired him to play Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet. Um, <laughs> Even funnier. Another, like, teenage yeah, role. He's a baby. Yeah. yeah, right? That one I noticed. I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think on. that's a 22-year-old at yeah. best. That doesn't make any sense. So... They for for the uh, one of the conditions they had for bringing him on the set for this was they they had to keep him in a, in a sanitarium for alcoholics during the shoot and just take him Whoa. out during the day. Really? Yeah. Just wheel that bitch out. <laughs> he was it, the one that invented the "I'm not leaving my trailer." <laughs> yeah, kind of. There was a trailer of the sanitarium. Yeah, yeah, they're like, no, no, you're you're done. But he needed to. He had to agree to this. He was like he was like a modern day Bam Margera. Oh, just doing everything he can. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me on the set. He, he needs the money. Let me be part of the movie. And and yeah, the uh, MGM's treating him like shit. They're going, just let him drink. You know, take take the risk. Take the edge off. A yeah, bit. yeah. But you know what? I feel like John Barrymore would have jumped into a pit with snakes because they could have just put a scotch down there. Bam Margera would not do that because he's a bitch. Well, Ben Margera would do about anything else for a bottle of scotch, but snakes, from my understanding, no, not a single snake, sir. Uh-uh. So it didn't matter with John. Uh, he was able to get alcohol on set anyway. I mean, it's easy when you have a million PAs running around mm-hmm. who are gawking over you. Hey, can you get me a little bottle of gin something? <laughs> it works. <coughs> Die. Let me get a gin, Richard. <laughs> After this film, he wasn't able to work for a year. He filed for bankruptcy. Uh, Barrymore then signed with NBC Radio in 1937 to do some Shakespeare radio, which did surprisingly well. He uh, kind of sobered up for a bit, so the movie studios started eyeballing him again uh, after this dry spell. Throughout the 30s, he took nine supporting roles, seemed to be doing well. Even though he was behaving... His memory was still shot from the excessive partying. So when he took the stage again, he found himself improvising often and also saying hello to people in the audience that he recognized, <laughs> which I, I think is absolutely endearing. I'm just picturing him like doing a Shakespeare monologue, being like, to be or not. Hey, Steve, thanks for coming. Yeah, right? To be or uh, to not. I don't know. Steve, have you seen this before? <laughs> yeah. not, at least he remembers oh, me. Joan, like, Joan, cool do you know the me. lines? <laughs> What was Kathy, that? Kathy, I love your deviled eggs. Yeah, I had them <laughs> last week. They're great. 
He's not a cool guy on me. He knows who I am. He's recognizing me. Yeah. He would do that with anyone. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good guy. I like this guy, actually. He's he's not the worst guy. Except for Jump. the sex with the kids and the beating of his wife. I mean, okay, put sex and kids for in context. They were all over 15, and uh, back then that oh, was yeah, different. Are, yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't approve of that now, right, on paper. Yeah, yeah. No one's into it. But <laughs> alcohol, everyone was drinking kind of like this. That's true. Yeah, even when it wasn't legal, because, uh, you know, like, you're it not supposed legal, to smoke weird. pot, but people smoke pot, though. Well, it never disappeared in Hollywood, the alcohol. Oh, no. It was... It, was, it never disappeared in America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? no. yeah. It's very true. I mean, one of my favorite things was that uh, Budweiser, during the um, Prohibition, would send, like, a kit to make... I forgot what they were marketing it as. It was a bread was, kit. Yeah, bread kit. But yeah, all right. you need to do is just let the yeast fucking grow and you have beer. Yeah, and they would sell it with like a bunch of flour. Yeah. So, and then people would just use the flour for other shit mm-hmm. and then take all the other ingredients and make bathtub Budweiser, which, uh, God, it's got to be so good. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> probably good better than then, yeah. Budweiser. <laughs> I love Budweiser. I'm a big Bud fan, so now I'm curious. You want to try I've this? I've only had refi- I would, Let's get the I've 1920s only had- recipe. Let's I've only it. had refried bathtub Budweiser, which is when it comes up, and then, yeah. Right. Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go. You're a sick bastard. He became a regular on the Rudy Valley Seal Test Show. Seal Test Show, excuse me. Uh, he joined for 74 episodes, and the entire time, he just shit on himself. Like, he knew he, who he was in the public eye. Oh, so some self-deprecating humor. That's all he was into. He was on this radio show just talking shit about it. And he was funny about it. He did it well. That's good. Now, uh, May 19, 1942, while recording an episode of the SEAL Test show, Barrymore collapsed. He was taken to the Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital for cirrhosis of the liver and kidney failure. Uh-oh. Spent 10 days in the hospital, and on the 10th day, uh, he died. Oh, shit. Due to complications oh. from pneumonia. You didn't ask us. Uh, Tom! The, the oh, my God. Yeah, I phased Piece it out. Shit. I'm phasing no, it out. No, Tom, here's the problem what with phasing shocker. out asking the question here. He's dead now, I had, I had He's a already big dead. question. Yeah. One of the roles I know from John Barrymore the most is from It's a Wonderful Life, where he plays the old man. That is Lionel Barrymore, his brother. Oh, really? Oh, that's Lionel? Yeah. Wow. And Lionel Barrymore. Wait, the angel? No, no, no. No, the the asshole that buys the whole town. Oh. Oh. (laughs) That piece of shit banker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's Lionel? <laughs> yeah, we can tell. I don't think we're doing an episode, so I could tell you a little bit about him. But uh, John's final words were die. Die? <laughs> I should say not, dear fellow. No Barry Mower would allow such a conventional thing to happen to him. <laughs> I, that's no. That's dumb. Yeah. So with my limited resources, I think that uh, we learned a fair amount about this guy. Uh, oh. Lionel, who we just brought up. He broke his hip during an acting gig. I think it was in the 40s. And he was wheelchair bound. Mm. You know how he was in the wheelchair in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. That was no joke. He oh, really he needed a wheelchair. A wheelchair. Um, he broke his leg. He broke his hip twice in his career. And um, I read something about how his manager and the studio that he was working for, it may have been MGM, 
they had to spend like $200 a day on cocaine to make him uh, not writhe in pain because of all the procedures he had done to his legs. It's terrible, really. No, 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 Tom. Doing that much cocaine... Yeah, well, I'm sure Tom, he's probably sleep. loving it. Yeah, I Tom, I don't, I don't agree with the the politics behind the "Make America Great Again," but that is how you make America great again. You got problems. You got a pain-free legal cocaine. Yeah, that make part America of, great again. Th- that part's good. We <laughs> do like some that. blow and get back on your yeah. feet. <laughs> yeah, just wake up. You know, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. You won't hate your family and hit your wife tomorrow if you do a lot of cocaine. <laughs> It's fine. So wait, yeah. which one is Drew's parents? Uh, so it's John's son. He had a son that went by Dr- uh, John Drew Barrymore. Okay. And I forget which wife that was with. I think that was with the, the poet Blanche. Blanche. Yeah, they had two kids together. Okay. And, was he an actor? Uh, yeah, he was an actor, but I don't know what he was in. I, I Googled it quickly. The whole family acts it's really confusing uh i may have even confused one character for another in this at certain points but everyone's acting yeah do you look it up john John, so john drew that name comes from uh georgiana's maiden name so drew is actually um the last name of her great grandfather uh, great grandmother's maiden name or it's also the Chad version of Andrew. Yeah, John Drew yeah, Barrymore true. is her dad. Yeah, and he had nice hair, right? He does. Wow. He has really nice hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I See, knew from him. But uh, I don't know anything else. I though. think everyone in this family has been married three times. Drew's been married three times. Her dad three times. And John, what, four? Four. Yeah, he was a... <laughs> Look, I think Drew Barrymore might catch up one day with Gwyneth Paltrow. I get them confused. She might make a candle that smells like her vagina. But the real question is I want the musk of the candle that is John Barrymore's undershaft. That's what you want to smell his cock and balls? <laughs> no, just the undershaft, not cock and balls, a specific region. Oh, my God. Travis, just come out and say that you're trying to suck some dicks. I'm just trying to say that John Barry. I'm just saying I appreciate Hollywood large dong. All right. I think everyone does in a lot of ways. Yeah. Connor, I mean, you're that's... researching now. What do you have for us? Uh, John Hamm has the biggest Hollywood dong. Oh, okay. John Hamm? Yeah. What's his dong size? Pork. Uh, large. It's a pork. <laughs> si- it's a large pork. No, but uh, I was just looking up um, the Barrymore family. And John, John Drew was an actor, just like all the rest of them. Yeah, so there you go. John Barrymore. Oh, wow. So Drew Barrymore is her, all three of her names are last names. So Drew was the maiden name for John's mom? John's, uh, John's mom, yeah. Yeah. Georgina Drew, yeah. Drew Barrymore's middle name is Blythe, which was the real family, the family's that real a, last name. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's pretty funny. <laughs> all of her names are just last names of other people. Yeah. And actually... Uh, the acting went far back as the uh, not just the parents, but the parents' siblings too. Georgina's Georgina's brother, his name was John. He was John Drew. He was a well-known actor, and some people like to uh, uh, compare Barry Moore's act to his act. 
They used uh-huh. to say that he's like doing an impression of John Drew. That's fascinating. I knew that there was so, like a whole family. I didn't realize how big. Yeah, it was big. So, so they always say never trust a person with two first names, like uh, <coughs> myself. Uh, but what about if you have three last names? Does that mean you're extra trustworthy? Right. What do you think, Mike? Do you trust last name people? Uh, yeah. Why are you so far away from the microphone? Sorry, a little sleepy. <laughs> yeah, you're sleeping. All right, let's close out the episode. Oh, Mike's still recording. I thought you were over. Did we kill it? No, we didn't kill it. Dude, he's still thinking about midgets fucking banging <laughs> each other. <laughs> it's yeah, all right, Mike. Escorts that- Mike's thinking about that and how to get out of being raped in prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, don't tell me that's not important. I'm not going to say it isn't important, but when you ever think to yourself, why don't I have that hat that can be found on roastmortemcast.com? Remember this moment where you clocked out before the rest I'm gonna of us. I'm going to buy a hat unless you yeah. support. That's right. You could buy a hat like Mike Where can I buy, buy this hat again? Roastmortemcast.com. Oh, wow. What a great website to go to buy a hat. Don't but sound I'm, so enthusiastic. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Mike, I'm going to get you the violent it. docking hat because I feel like you'd appreciate violent that docking. I'll get more. Dockmaster, that's me. Yeah, come park your boat. I'm the old fisherman. I'll be there. I fish your breath right now. John, John the fisherman breath. John, the I still fisherman. feel it in my mouth. Yeah, I feel clean. Yeah, it gets you. I'm going to uh, probably overdose teeth. on these later. So <laughs> nice knowing you, fellas. Thanks for listening. Go to Patreon.com/slash/RoseMortemCast. You can give us money. We have bonus content. Please. Uh, Mike will maybe do a bonus thing. I've been asking you for. A year now. Bonus. Just, just text. Just say hey. I'll put my. Uh, I'll be like one of those influencers. I'll put my phone number in the chat. Like text me at this number. You Can I do that? Shits? I'm gonna do that. If you send a certain amount of money, Mike will play Counter Strike with you. Yeah, have me on <laughs> Steam. Oh yeah, shit! You're not, you're not a psychopath. Have me on Steam. Yeah. Mike, on how much Steam. money do I need to send you to play Counter Strike? Would it be close to like three grand? I'll do it for free. <laughs> no, Mike. Oh, okay. come, we're trying to make money. Oh, <laughs> tra- well, I wouldn't charge Travis, my friend. <laughs> If you want to play Counter-Strike, add me. People. New friends. Great. If you want to play Counter-Strike with Mike, become his friend. Yeah, become my friend. <laughs> yeah. Show me why you should be my friend. The cost is friendship. If you want to play friendship. If you want to play Counter-Strike with John Barrymore, you're out of luck. He hates that game and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. He he's actually a, the last thing he guy. did was become yeah. a Twitch streamer <laughs> in, in the forties. You missed that part. You know, you know what's going to really suck in the future when we have families of of influencers. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's coming. Well, we already have one. Which one? The Kardashians. Oh yeah, you're right. They're yeah. based. They're family of influencers. Yeah. Well, the next the one's going to be the Pauls. The ball. The Paul yeah, brothers shit. are influencers who happen to be NBA players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Island boys, right? Island boys. <laughs> oh, the Island boys. <laughs> yes. No, that's actually going to be the uh, 50th president of the United States. Hey, that's our both of them. Right yeah, they're, the gonna, they're running on a joint ticket. <laughs> you won't yeah. be able to tell. Uh, which one's which? They trade off yeah, president, vice tattoos. president every day. Well, they're both they're both wearing their vests. So <laughs> he's got seventeen. Really he's got a bird on his fucking. Thank head. God they got face tattoos, so you can tell them apart. You can tell <laughs> which which piece of primordial ooze is <laughs> is singing over the auto tune. They're from which? Florida, so it's actually their parents were like, "Well, we can't tell the difference. Just tattoo it on the baby's head." <laughs> they got yeah, Mike, that or uh, Tom, that's very derogatory. You said primordial ooze. That is the average Floridian right there. <laughs> that's a demographic. All right, that's right. Jacksonville right there. Jacksonville. All right. Well, shout yeah. out to Jacksonville. Thanks shout for listening out to the Duval show. Duval County. Duval. All right. Any other words, guys? Shout out oh. Jeb Bush. Shout out Jeff Bezos. Hook me up with some money. 
Yeah, Jeb Bezos. Are you gonna pretend to be his biological dad? Yeah, Jeff, I'm your daddy. Come give me some money. That's weird. You're younger than I thought you were. Uh, he's he's paid for my uh, age-reducing surgeries. Nice. Thank you, Shane. Jeff Bezos, please send Jeb Bush on a trip around Mars just because he's a good boy. Please. Thank you, Shane. Please clap.